The episode you're about to hear was originally a Patreon-exclusive episode. Uh, throughout the year, usually on Mondays, I release episodes exclusive for Patreon patrons at the $5 tier and up. Usually I talk about entertainment. Um, you episodes are usually about 15 minutes in length, and I just talk about whatever I was been reading lately, watching, playing, whatever, you know, anything in the entertainment world I've been getting into. Um, and this is one of the episodes that I recorded throughout 2021 exclusively for Patreon supporters. But now, um, since this show is currently on hiatus until February 14th, I am releasing this um, episode, Patreon, what were previously Patreon's episodes, for you, the public, to listen to. So, enjoy this episode. But first, an ad from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian. I am your host, Anna Hudak. So here we are, another Monday, another exclusive episode day, um, where I just kind of talk about Pretty much just become a day when I just kind of talk about some of the entertainment stuff I like, you know. Um, because, well, to be frank, I didn't really have anybody to talk about, you know, books, movies, video games, whatever, I like with anybody else, because nobody else I know really likes that stuff for the most part, so. Or if they do, I just don't have a chance to talk to them ever, so. I get to bore all of you with that kind of stuff. So anywho, uh, today I kind of wanted to talk about Teen Titans. So I have been um, uh, watching a lot of Teen Titans, definitely digging a lot into it. I'm trying to find some of the old comics, um, dig into those as well, but, you know, um, definitely been watching, starting to watch uh, the original cartoon, uh, the 2003 cartoon, of course, the only cartoon. Of course, you know, because there was never a thing called Teen Titans Go that does not exist. That is a um, malicious rumor that Teen Titans Go exists. Because if it did, that would be a crime against humanity. No, uh, but thankfully, there is no such cartoon as Teen Titans Go. Praise ye the Lord. Um, no, I, I could only wish. That cartoon is an abomination. Like, it's still crazy to me. That, you know, the fact that, despite the fact that it's supposedly a spin-off of the original Teen Titans, apparently none of the writers had ever watched the original show. Just like, why? How does that happen? <clears throat> God, I hate that show so much. I, I fucking hate Teen Titans Go. But no, it, it, like, seriously, there should have been a sixth season of Teen Titans. You know, finish off the story. Seriously, please do it. We all want, please just do it. We just want, we just want that sixth season. Just one more season, okay? Please. You know, finish off the story. Give Starfire a season to focus on her. Just please do it. Please. That's all we beg. Just one more season of the good stuff. I will never beg for Teen Titans ever again. I'll even shut up about how much I hate Teen Titans Go. If you just give us that one last season. Just please. One last season. Season 6, just give us it, please. Tie all the nuts together, get Starfighter for time. Please. Anyway, but yeah, so you know, um, you know, uh, just remembering why I loved, uh, season, you know, 
the original 2003 uh, Teen Titans so much, you know. It's It's been fun to watch through again, you know. And just really kind of, yeah, um, just really soaking in, you know, just how genius the show truly was, you know, like, you know, uh, like the characters, you know, like the main cast, like, they are so simple without being overtly, you know, overly simple, I should say, you know, like, Robin, he's the leader and he's, you know, very leaderish, but you know, you like, he still has growth throughout the series, you know, like, you know, especially like you see points where <clears throat> Slade gets so into his head that, you know, like he's just being mentally tortured and he does stupid stuff and loses the trust of the team, you know, and he has to go through all that, you know, it's so, like he's basically not even really the leader, you know, they want nothing, like, they don't trust him as their leader. Which is obviously not something you want to have happen when you're the leader of the team, you know? And it really shows because, like, he's kind of, like, one of the glue that kind of keeps them together, despite the fact he's the only one without superpowers, really, you know? <clears throat> I mean, Saber doesn't, but, you know, kind of does. Like, for all, like, mechanical stuff, but still, you know, like, more powerful than Robin is, you know? Robin basically only has his martial arts and stuff like that, you know. You know, there's Starfire, you know, who's bubbly, cheerful, you know. But, you know, like, a lot of that comes with trauma, you know, having, you know, her sister chase after her, you know, who's kind of a free, you know, psychopathic nut. Um, you know, and being in exile, you know, from her... You know, being away from her home planet, you know, she's not, you know, like, this isn't her home. She's literally an alien, you know? Uh, and so that, you know, is something that, you know, kind of a bit hard, you know? There's Cyborg, you know, the battle between A, is he a robot or a man? You know, like, he can't, you know, push himself further because of the robot part. But he also feels like that. He's being held back because of his human parts. So like, there's always that thing, but you know, but you know, but he he's characterized as, you know, like the bro. You know, he's kind of like the strong dude. You know, the bro of the group. You know, but like there's that depth to him as well. You know, if like robot or a man, Raven. You know, she's golf girl, you know, um, you know, she's moody, she's dark, but you also just find out, realize just how messed up her background is, you know, how she's literally the diamond, the daughter of what's basically Satan, um, and he's trying to use her to destroy the world. And so she has that weight bearing down on her. And there's Beast Boy, you know, the comic really, you know, the, the, the jokester of the group, you know. But then, you know, he's kind of like the one who has the most emotional growth in the Terra arc, you know. Like, these are all very 
underface, very simple characters that, you know, that, you know, especially children could love, you know, but they all have that growth and that depth to them that's underneath the surface, you know, if they all have her time to shine, you know, um, but they never stray away from that simplicity of who they are, which just really adds a lot of endearingness to them. Is endearingness a word? I, I doubt it is, but it is now, so. You know, and so it's just, you know, for just delightful characters watch, you know, but meanwhile, they're like, the villains are just kind of the background, don't really have any growth, you know. They're basically just there, you know, for superhero stuff to happen, you know. They're kind of there, okay, not really that, they're really there to, to help drive home the moral of the story, you know, whatever is, whatever that episode is trying to teach you, you know. Basically, the, the the villains are just there as a tool to teach the morality of the episode, of the lesson. You know. But then there's the storylines. A lot of these storylines are pretty dark. You know, especially like the Trigon storyline, you know. Um, and that's kind of what appeals a lot to teens and older audiences, you know. It's like, wow, the characters, you know... Work are especially great for especially for younger people, you know, like the kids. It's the storylines that are much more for like teens, you know, and you know, even me as an adult, I still enjoy them, you know. Um, be honest, probably mostly because I grew up, you know, not grew up, but you know, I watched them as a teen originally, you know, and just the perfect fusion of that is. The show is a masterpiece, man. Like, I'm just telling you, like, the show, the show is amazing. I adore it. Like, if you've never seen it, just watch it. Teen Titans came out in 2003. Cartoon Network. Fantastic. And just get Teen Titans Go. It's not worth it. Um, but, you know, um, then she came out re uh, with a uh, live-action Titans show. I have not watched it yet. Got it off in the library. Someday I'm going to force myself to watch it. Really don't want to, but... It's Titans. I love the Teen Titans. Why not? I really don't have any hopes for this show. I'm going to be one of those shows I force myself to watch. Despite the fact that I hate it. Definitely what I'm expecting. But I did watch the two DC animated movies of it, of the Teen Titans. Please make another one, please. Um, but, uh, you know, so they've had two. Justice League versus Teen Titans and uh, Teen Titans, uh, the Just Judas Contract. Basically, they used the two most famous storylines in the first two movies. Which I ever tells me they only ever intended to make two movies. Or they just did that and like... They're like, realize, oh crap, what do we do next? Oops. Use the two most popular storylines. You know, the two most famous storylines. The two most important storylines. Right off the bat. You know? Um, not the biggest fan of uh, Justice League versus Teen Titans. Uh, Damian Wayne is a just insufferable... You know, especially in the first half, and like pretty much any, like pretty much all the Teen Titans scenes in the first half of the movie, I just could not stand. 
Um, but the Justice League scenes were fine. But the Teen Titans scenes, once Raven went to the hell and realized her dad was coming back, that's when the movie started getting good, and I actually enjoyed that part. Um, but yeah, you know, so that was fine. Um, this is a fine movie. You know, it was, it was good. You know, I enjoyed it. You know, when I say that, I mean, I enjoyed the Justice League in the first half, and then the Teen Titans in the second half. Um, that said, did they really have to do, like, that dance, dance revolution scene? That's dragged on way too long. Like, that's how you knew that they just didn't have enough ideas. To make, you know, like, what, an 80-minute movie? And so we're just like, you know what we should do? Make a prolonged uh, Dance Dance Revolution scene. Which is by far and away, which, you know, is basically, you know, like, what, probably the second longest scene in the movie outside of the final battle. Like. Yeah, you, you, you didn't need to do that. Probably would have been better if you didn't do that, but, mine, whatever. So, you know, it's a fine movie. I enjoyed it, but nothing great. Honestly, I'd only recommend it if you're really a diehard fan. I mean, let's see, honestly, if you're a diehard fan of the DC Animated Universe, you've probably seen it already. Um, honestly, I'd only recommend it if you're a diehard, if you're a really big fan of Teen Titans. If you love the Teen Titans franchise, watch it. Otherwise, no real point to. Especially because Damian Wayne is so beyond infuriating and annoying. I can't stand him. Like, he's... Damian Wayne is the fucking worst. <laughs> but, uh... Teen Titans, the Judas Contract was definitely better. I, I legit enjoyed that one. And I could recommend it more easily to others. Um... Damian Wayne was less insufferable, mainly because uh, most stuff that would have made him insufferable, he aims towards the bad guys this time instead of the Teen Titans. In other words, he's not being a dick to the other Titans, really, this time around. It's just that he's being a dick to the villains, so it's you, you don't really mind this time around. Um, they went a little too overboard into sexual innuendos between Starfire and Dick Grayson. A.K.A. Nightwing. You know, it was fine the first time. You know, I, I didn't enjoy it the first time, but at least it was tolerable the first time because at least it's comic accurate, but then they kept doing it. They, they just had to keep doing the sexual innuendos. It's just like, oh God, just shut the fuck up already. Stop it. We get it. Nobody, nobody asked for this. Stop. Um. You know, um, there was that. The emotional arcs were definitely pretty good, especially between, um, Blue Beetle and his family. Um, he really could have done a lot better with showing the relationship between Slade and Tara, because yes, if he didn't shy away from the fact in this, like, you know, because the original comic was super controversial, and the reason for that was because Slade and Tara, because Slade Tara was a 16-year-old, and Slade, you know, is a full-grown man, decades, decades older than her, quite a few decades older than her, and they loved each other, they were in a relationship with each other, or at least wanted to be, 
Uh, well, actually, anything in the comics they were. Um, and uh, they didn't shy away from that in the movie, so... Uh, yeah, you know, so kind of, I guess, props to them for having the guts to do that again. Not shy away from that. Still disgusting, though. Um, but, you know, I feel like they should have done better with that, to be honest, to show why she loves him a bit more, you know. Same thing with her and Beast Boy, never, it kind of felt forced. Especially Beast Boy mourning, mourning her at the end. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, you know, one of the best parts was watching Dick Grayson having to fight in his apartment, not suited up, not with, without any of his weapons. And Slade, that was pretty awesome. But yeah, you know... In the end, it was a good movie, you know, 7 out of 10, you know. Um, I enjoyed it. I can recommend it to most. Um, anyway, this is, it's getting really dark out uh, for the video, so I should probably end this now. Um, before it gets darker, so. Anywho, uh, thanks for listening or watching, however you're consuming this, and yeah. Have a uh, wonderful day, everyone. Peace.